Hello everyone, welcome to Metallurgy. We hail from the Bay Area in California, providing metal news and reviews. So on this episode we're going to review the new Catatonia, Gore Guts, and Death Angel. And on that note, my name is Dino. My name is Matt. My name is Martin. Welcome to Metallurgy. Um, and I think today, again, we haven't had any formal news since... No, I think we've all been many busy. Well, episodes ago. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the only thing that seems like news really to me is that uh, Reed Mullen from Corrosion of Conformity um, had another alcohol-induced seizure. And Damn. I don't really, I haven't heard too much about it since he went into the hospital. Um, it's, which is interesting because when, when no news happens, you start to know, or at least I started to notice that like the websites like Blabbermouth and Brave Words and those guys, they'll just rerun the same story again. Oh. With like no updates as though it like just happened again. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so I don't know how he's doing. But, you know, just a testament to the, you know, the way alcohol plagues some people in our community. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, like Jesper. Uh, Jesper Stromblad, X in Flames, X, a couple other bands now, I, I think, at this point, because of his, uh, or at least one other band, because uh, of his alcohol use. So, But anyways, I hope that Reed gets better and also gets some help for his condition. Yeah. Yeah. Totes, my goats. Geezer Butler got put in jail overnight. Why? This is Geezer Butler of of Black Sabbath. If you don't um, know that, this is the wrong podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he he got in a drunken brawl. Fuck with yeah! Someone in Inyo County, which I don't know where that is. I think it's down south somewhere. Uh, yeah, want- he he was he was drunk, and there was some like Nazi. Oh, guy oh. there just spouting out shit and saying like his wife is a Jew and all the yeah <laughs> just God. going off. Like I think he wow. he knew who he was. I don't know why he wanted to fight him. So then Geezer was drunk and got into it. And oh, who won? I don't know. I hope fucking Geezer won. I mean, I hope I hope anybody wins against the Nazi. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean. What a stupid fucking situation. <laughs> that is so strange. I, like, if yeah. you would... It, it sounds like something out of a movie. No, no, I was going to say, yeah. that's like, I don't know if you can actually think about putting yourself in that situation until it happens. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'd totally do this. I got to be honest, like, I didn't... I, I had vaguely heard that Geezer, like, got in a brawl with somebody. I didn't know any of the details. And as you started to say it, I was sort of like, obviously not apprised of the information. I was like... How far do you have to push an old man like that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you generally don't want to get into too many scuffles when you get older. You you tend to be a little bit more like wise and even even keel. Yeah. And but then you said it was like a neo Nazi and he's saying all this stuff and I was like, I guess that's about how far. Yeah. You know? Again, what did Dino say? Drunken brawl. Yeah, drunken brawl. So, so who knows how many beers were involved, right? Yeah. Enough. Alcohol plays another role. I mean, you you and I have been known to have like our, our uh, play fights when we were. Yeah, uh, but it's not nothing. Yeah, like, we don't hurt each other. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> There's still time, man. We got a lot. We of got years. years we bro. got years, dude. We got years to get this out of the we way. We should just start a pot to see who actually gets thrown in jail first. 
It'll be so like, that money gets applied to the jail fee. But how many of us? I mean, how many people are going to be in the pot to make it worthwhile? It know. can't be just us. No, like a dollar an episode, and then it it just comes up to be like ten thousand dollars one day, and we're like, well, wow. <laughs> we can like, I don't know. Go to pay if college we, tuition. Can, <laughs> yeah, can can we just split it three ways and have our money back? This money could have been earning us interest in I a know. fucking account. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, yeah. So that's um that's the news I have and that's the news you have unless there's other news. Septic Flesh announced that they're going to be releasing an album but not until next year. So I'm excited but like that is really I feel like I'm waiting forever, you know. Oh, I mean Immortal. Um Oh yeah. They they said that they're finally done writing their material and then they they ba- they bashed Abbott and said that he took a bunch of riffs that he didn't write. Fucking bullshit. I know. Man. I was like, I was like, you know, it only takes a quick look at the liner notes on like anything that's come out since uh, at the heart of winter to see that like demon as doesn't really do anything except for the lyrics. And yeah. now, and yeah. on the last, on the last album, uh, which was, uh, their worst album demon as did have a hand in it. So it's like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing what they do. Yeah. I'm pretty tired of the drama. And yeah, so it'll just, be nice to let that finally yeah, pass. Yeah, let the music speak, man. Yeah. The the last interview that I heard with Abeth, he said that he he basically has enough material for like three albums. Fucking get it done. He just has to go through it and you know, and record it and refine it. But yeah, I that's bullshit. I I saw that. What, where did I see that? Oh, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. And then a bunch of people were like. Immortals, immortal ain't shit without Abbott, you know, stuff like that. I tend to agree. Dude, I saw, I saw a bunch of posts like from diehard immortal fans. Actually, you know what? Maybe I, I don't know how much I believe that as it comes out of my mouth from people that say that they're diehard immortal fans, basically like calling Abbott like all sorts of names and saying like, you know, that, uh, you know, anybody who knows anything knows the demon as like does the guitar parts. And I was like, that's, that's not true. He like used he, to. Yeah, but he had like, you know, a crippling injury that prevented him from being active in a music community for years. And he worked as a, a computer technician out of like his parents' house or some shit, right? Right. But you even listen to Demon As solo record, <laughs> the newest one, or there's only there's one. There's only one. Yeah. It doesn't sound like anything like Immortal. It's not, it to me it sounds more like a Bathory esque. Oh yeah. That's a good feel. that's a good album. But it doesn't. It, it's not immortal. So I don't yeah. see the relation yeah. between Abbott, Demonaz, Immortal. Yeah. Besides that, it sounds like Abbott. You know, at this point, I think it's just like a lot of legal bullshit. Yeah. You know, and it's just like a lot of he said, she said. But to be perfectly honest, like at this point, all I'm hearing, like, I mean, before the Abbott album came out, like, yeah, Abbott was sort of feeding into it a little bit, but I'm only hearing bullshit out of the Immortal camp. Me too. You know? I Yeah. Because, yeah. I yeah, the last interview I heard, I think Abbott, Abbott said a couple times, like, yeah, I miss those guys. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, like, kind of sad and yeah, touching I, in a way. I'm right? actually interested in going to a show to see how much, like, the energy. Because you go to, when we saw Abbott, dude, he tore it up. Yeah, I mean, he's the consummate professional out right. there. Yeah, he's he's front he's yeah, no, I mean yeah. he's amazing at what he does. Like he's he himself is already entertaining. Like even just seeing interviews and stuff with him, like he just cracks me up and he's like he's just interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah. And then you get him you give him a guitar and some makeup and you throw him on stage. Yeah. 
you know. There's a whole new oh, yeah. person. And he starts crab walking and sticking out his tongue and shit and playing crazy solos. Yep. And you I, can't understand a word he's saying. You're like, ah, ah. I, I'm going to, I definitely, I agree though. Like, I mean, I guess it's really going to depend on the next album that Immortal releases, but I kind of, I, I'm very interested to see Demon as holding a guitar on stage. No, so am I. So, I mean, we met him. Is that what it's but, going to come down to? Like, Yeah, he's going to be, I think he's playing guitar and singing unless they're going to hire somebody else. God damn, man. That would be cool to see. Yeah, I'll go, yeah. Wa- I'll go watch that. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll, we'll, that's when it'll separate the men from the boys to see if what if they're just two men you know they just play uh all of um oh shit battles in the north live that'd be fine (laughs) well they can't because i think abeth wrote some of that stuff oh yeah that's true like i well i don't want to make shit up but i think abeth wrote at least most of the song battles in the north yeah is that the album that he played drums on? He played drums on that, and he also played drums on Pure Holocaust, but he's not credited for it on that album. Oh, yeah. Because they hired somebody else, and they put hey, him in the notes. Some guy named Eric. I swear. <laughs> I swear it's his Eric. And he died. Anyway. Are you serious? I, I dude, I don't fucking know. Dude, I, in the interview that I listened to, he said, like, rest in peace after he said his name. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Let's take a moment here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Eric. That's <laughs> <just> so bad. <sighs> the, the, it's you know, up. it's fucked Where's up. Where's the silence? You, you know, you know, what really sucks about it though is I is I was thinking like, okay, we're taking a moment of silence, and then it dawned on me that we're taking a moment of silence for somebody that I've never heard play because <laughs> he's not on the album. It doesn't matter. I mean, his life it's is still, still worth just as much. Away. No, his life is still worth just as much. But it it didn't even occur to me that like that that was what was happening for a second. Right. Um. <clears throat> okay. And one last piece of news. Sure. Oh damn! I saw on a thing on Instagram, Megadeth's page, uh, Dave Ellison with King Diamond in Sweden, booking King Diamonds in Sweden with Andy Larue, fucking recording shit. Bet you. Watch. Let's check Coven Worldwide right now, and I bet. No. I bet you. It'll be like I'm in Sweden. And no this way. Is what we're doing. Yeah, or or he's not gonna say anything like that. Yeah, and it will be like, oh, there's no news on Coven Worldwide. Maybe he's on vacation. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he's maybe, there for touring. Maybe he's visiting his family. I don't know. Maybe he's visiting his fucking mom. Maybe he has a cabin up there with his black cat cat magic, and they're down by a no, lake. Dude, magic passed away, didn't he? Oh fuck. Yeah, that's what that song, uh, the song about the butterflies on... Um, on yep. um, Chasing butterflies that can't get away. Yeah, that's about his cat. Well, that might be a different cat than Magic, though. Magic no. might be a different... Black cat magic yeah, but that's not the same the song. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about... No, dude, I'm talking about on, um, I think... Damn it, no. Wait, is that the song? I think I'm... I told you. I thought on Puppet Master there was a song about his cat, but... No, that makes There's no a, sense. You're right. It would have to be. It would have to be that album. I think he mentions magic and Puppet Master. Does, does he? he? Does I think he, he does. Mention a, he he mentions magic. I yep. think in a couple albums at least. Okay, because I want to say it's Puppet Master that he actually wrote a song about losing his cat. No, but it was um, "Give Me Your Soul, Please." Okay. You know what? I I think I'm obviously mistaken because it so. would make more sense on "Give Me Your Soul, Please." But I, for some reason, I swear to God, I thought it was like. That he wrote it and put it on um, Puppet Master, but 
<clears throat> anyways, I, yeah. dude. Anyways, I'm, just when you yeah. think you couldn't fit King Diamond into an episode, fuck you guys. We I, do it every I, time. Yeah, I swear to God, you really could just sit and drink, like every time, every episode, just waiting for us to talk about King. The Coven World. We're obviously have... not fans. Obviously. No, I hate the guy. It's whiny. His whiny voice. White writes just terrible music. Yeah. And it's you know he stole his face paint from Gene Simmons from Kiss. I know. No, no, I disagree. God, we have to force ourselves to go see him live. Fucking Gene Simmons steals everything from everyone. No, he, no dude, Gene he, Gene Simmons is such a fucking he patented asshole. The the term OJ. Who does that? I don't know. That's insane. Do you think OJ Simpson had to give him money for that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I mean, obviously not, right? Anyway, you don't fucking know, dude. We have reviews to do. Oh yeah, is that what? Yeah, we were doing a podcast, huh? Yeah, that's what. That's uh, where we were at. Yeah, that's what it is. See, there I am with my fishing pole, reeling us back boys. in, reeling us back in again. Who's going first? I don't know. You, you Ooh. touch your tits like you go first. <laughs> Who will be the first? I, O'Brien um, of the Black Horseman. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Should we go in alphabetical order? Sure. Well, my name's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's Matt. So that's a tie. Is that a tie? Yeah. But technically, I go first. No, I think no, I go. No, but he no, goes. No, R, R goes before. Oh, yeah. So I think it goes him, me, then you. No. But, but do we do it alphabetical order of band name? We can do that too. We could. In which case, you go first. Yeah. Is that how it goes? Okay. Anyway, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'll just get it over with because I didn't do much backstory. Although I am familiar with Death Angel. Yeah. How can you not be yeah. in this area? Um. <clears throat> so anyway, I did. Dun da da. Death Angel, the Evil Divide. Um, evil Divide. Evil cruelty. <laughs> anyway. Little backstory on Death Angel for those who do not know. They're a thrash metal band. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. The end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hail from uh, Daly City, California. Although now I think it's kind of more San Francisco Bay Area. They're probably all over the map. But anyway, they uh, they uh, initially formed back in, uh, you got to rewind a little bit, 1982. 1982. <laughs> anyway. Uh, hold on. I'm in the wrong section. I'm fucking up. Anyway, they uh, they got a couple cousins. Rob uh, Rob Cavestani. Thank you. I don't know why I keep tripping on that. Uh, Dennis Peppa, uh, Gus Peppa, Andy uh, Galleon, and um, they're all of Filipino descent. So anyway, they they had a hard time deciding their name. Uh, I think they went with Dark Fury, but um, they they didn't really like that too much. So they settled on the name Death Angel after coming across a book. Isn't that interesting? Angel of Death. <laughs> Mother of the Kingdom of Death Angel. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Okay, sorry. You done now? Yeah, do your thing. Do I'm, your review. Uh, dude, I'm trying it, man. I, I'm, I'm trying. No one's getting in your way. No, just myself. 
Um, no, dude, it just it sucks because I I should have studied up, but it didn't fucking up. Fucking up, man. Fucking up. And you wanted anyway, to go first. You could have been yeah, given studying while true, we're going. It's true, but you know what? I'm going balls up. Yeah. Um. So Death Angel kind of did their thing with. I already yeah, those members. Um, and then they broke up for ten years in '91 through '90 or two. 1991 through 2001. Sorry. Dang. Ten years. Fuck. Um, and they reunited. By doing a, a cancer show benefit for uh, Testament frontman Chuck Billy. That's a pretty fucking metal way to re- yeah. reunite, man. So anyway, uh, th- that's when their kind of new lineup formed. Um, and they released uh, five now records since then. Um, so The Evil Divide was released uh, in May, 2000, uh, May 27th, I think. And this album is very, very angry. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? That, that's kind of what I got from it. I um, thought it was a bunch of ballads. Ballads, man. Anyway, let me just say some person personnel on this. Uh, we got Ted Aguilar on guitars. That guy's a cool guy. You see him a whole the time. Yeah, I was going to say, shows. dude, he's like at shows all yeah, the time. All the he's time. so fucking true. Yeah. He's like true as shit. I just remember like people going, Dad, and like he gives you the horns and then all of a sudden he disappears into the pit. Yeah, it's like where the fuck did he get? Oh, there he is. He's he's out there he's being the metal Batman. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah exactly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he is the metal Batman. He just fucking shows up, like metals a situation, and then like yeah, then leaves to the bar. It, it's really funny because like normally when you see people crowd surfing, like you're like, oh, it's just a random guy. And you're like, oh, there's Ted. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes yeah. right there. Um. Anyway, uh. So the Evil Divide has uh, Ted Aguilar, Damian uh, Sisson on bass guitar, which, by the way, the bass work is very solid. Yeah, actually, I was very impressed with the bass mm-hmm. work. That's um, the first. Oh damn! <laughs> I didn't say your bass work. <laughs> oh, we got uh, Will Carroll on the drums. You gotta keep them in their place. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob Cavestini on uh, guitars, and Mark uh, Osgueda on. Uh, Asagueda. No, I'm just I just want to let you. Thank know. you for correcting on vocals. Which, by the way, I I didn't really dive into. I I know of early early Death Death Angel. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Ultra Violence, which by by the way is a fucking amazing record. Uh, um, but listening to him live, I've never seen him live. He's a phenomenal thrash metal vocalist. Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 got pipes, man. Yeah. Anyway, so the Evil Divide is my taste of newer Death Angel, and like I said, I'm I'm kind of familiar with the older stuff. Um, and when I first listened to it, I, you know, I, I I didn't really connect very well with it, um, just because kind of going through emotional shit mm-hmm. and heavy metal, heavy heavy music just was not fitting. But then I gave it a couple of listens, and all of a sudden I'm like, fuck yeah, I could totally like. Totally can relate to this right now. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm stuck in traffic downtown San Francisco, just blasting this shit. People looking at me like I got something wrong in my in my mind. But um, brains cold. Brains. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought the first few songs were not my. They they didn't really, they didn't really uh, tickle your pickle. Yeah, they didn't. I I. I 
I don't know why. Just I agree, man. The moth was not the one for me to it, open that yeah. record. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's aggressive, but it didn't. I didn't. It didn't grab me. Yeah. So, I I was introduced to this record through like Instagram right. cuts and samples, mm-hmm. and listening to those I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! This is gonna be fucking yeah. sick!" And I didn't get that feeling listening to those first couple tracks. No. No. I did not either. But then once you get through them, it's like, okay, there it is. And so it's interesting because um, Cause for Alarm, after listening to it a couple times, that song started to get a little catchy. Um, but like Lost is kind of a slower ballady song. And nothing to say about the, the, the musicianship on the first three songs because they're all really well done. Um, when Father Elias hit, that's when I started to get interested me also and which is interesting because like reading other reviews of this record like people that that most of the songs were kind of subpar and i i i, I didn't get that i mean fuck i was headbanging to it um uh what is it it can't be this i, I really like that song hatred yeah, united dude. united hate that was really really catchy um which is funny because with the whole political shit going on in here in America at the yeah. moment, I thought that was like definitely written for that. <laughs> Dude, you know what song I really liked was that song. First of all, it can't be this is the one I kept going back to for some yeah. reason. I don't know. I think it was the vocal harmonies and the hooks yeah. on that, but that song Breakaway. Dude, that that song, I was like fucking screaming my ass Dude, off. Dude, that song is fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Breakaway. That's a great, that's a great fucking tra- track. <clears throat> um yeah no and and uh electric cell i i i enjoyed that one as uh also What's I, up? these are all no, i'm just saying all the songs you're naming are songs that i saved on my spotify there you go <laughs> just to like have at my disposal yeah <laughs> yeah um let the pieces fall is good i i i like i said the songs i kept going back to was breakaway uh father of lies united or hatred united united hate um I love the solos. Fucking just phenomenal, like crab cakes. Um, the drumming is very solid. Bass work is very, very in the pocket. And I like when he pokes out and says hi every now and then. Yeah, actually, I very, I really appreciated the bass work. Sometimes the bass work re- was what really made mm-hmm. like the guitar parts work. And then um, other times, like the just the again the vo- I feel like honestly, as a record, the vocal harmonies really tie a lot of stuff in together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the vocals kind of had a a Slayer esque feel to them. Yeah, especially on the moth. Yeah, um, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I, I I'm a fan of Slayer, but um, it it was a, it was it's just an angry sounding record, super angry and well produced. I think too. Yeah, yeah, it was well produced. I agree with that. Um, uh, I was gonna say something. I forgot. Completely forgot. Frack off. Frack off. Was it your rating? No, no, no. I was going to say something else about the record. Anyway, you guys got anything else to say? I thought that the solos were, were really well done. I mean, that's the thing. is like It's a bunch of really solid, uh, good professional musicians coming together and making thrash. I like At first, <clears throat> I had the same issue as you. Like The first like two or three tracks I just weren't doing it for me. And uh, and I was actually really disappointed at first with right. the record. Um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, uh, upon first listen, um, for those tracks, and then all of a sudden, like it started opening up, and I couldn't figure out why they like weighed the front of the album down so heavy like that. Yeah. I I get the feeling that like I mean the three of us all seem to I think have the same experience. I, yeah. I think is what it, we're feeling. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm pretty sure everybody involved knew that those were the weakest tracks. Would be my guess. I'm not sure though. Yeah. I feel like people who, you know, when they write a song, they listen to it, you know, a thousand times before they it gets to the final record. Uh-huh. And so I after some amount of time you're just like you're jaded. You know, you have no you're like, yeah, 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 it's grown on me. Yeah, it's killer, dude. Yeah, we should fucking start the album with that. You sound like you're on cocaine. You don't sound like you <laughs> And then Who's killer, yeah, dude? We should yeah. start the fucking album with it, man. Yeah. And maybe let's make it let's make it their cover, dude. We'll have a moth with a fucking skull on no, it. No, but dude. Yeah, but man. the song itself maybe has they were on cocaine. The song the song itself has a meaning. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the meaning is, but to me, it seems like the moth is like, like it sounds like uh, just for people who follow either religion or. Like it said something flame. about like drawn to flame and then, but then like becoming immortal. Yeah. Like a moth to flame. No, but to me, it just seems like. In the twilight of morning. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous, dude. Ah, uh, it's a great oh, god. Okay. Iced Earth. People. I storf. <laughs> Is it or? Um, oh man. No, but I mean the the songs are. Uh, I mean, I I tried to like decipher what they're trying to get across, and they don't. They want the listeners to kind of pick and choose what the songs mean to them. I think I think that's mostly the case, but I think it can't be. This is very obviously about a shitty relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's like talking about being with somebody who's completely unstable and it's like i don't know what i want but i know it's not this because your world is falling apart and i can't fucking handle you (laughs) or is he talking about himself maybe you think he's talking to himself maybe i don't know i don't know what i want but it's not this i don't know maybe it's possible it's another interpretation but i mean there's a lot of songs on here that i would i i'm looking forward to hear live because let's be real I mean, it's going to be really easy to see them live. They'll be around. No, I know. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I, I, this is a really well done thrash record. I was surprised to be excited about a thrash record. Me yeah. too, actually. I don't normally listen to much thrash. And I was like, this got so much good buzz that I was like, dude, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it was, what has it been? Like three years since their prior release? And I just I just got into their uh, live record, their most recent one, and I'm like, "Fuck, these guys are killer." I like not that I didn't believe that, but oh yeah, yeah. Um, no. You and didn't you? You and I have seen them. I've seen them. I have not. Oh, I've seen Ted Plenty. I chose not you? to probably say I've seen Death Angel. <laughs> what the fuck did I see them with then? Corey, maybe. Probably. Okay, sorry, that was you. No. Anyway, I mean, if if uh, if you're a thrash guy, this is a thrash metal album. You'll enjoy it. It's much. solid, better than the last Slayer record. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not trying to be a dick. No, I'm just saying, no, like it's, it is. It's I mean, better. it's true. Yeah. It's a better album. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, you know, I did not Slayer's enjoy thrash. the record. It's the same vein. Yeah, I'm just saying, like no, if right. you if you liked the last Slayer album, this is going to excite you even more. I yeah. think Megadeth released a 
they're considered thrash. Yeah, but I mean, not really anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm call them a thrash saying. band anymore. I'm, I'm just hey, hey. Okay, fine. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey man. Metallica's trash. Fuck huh? off. Oh, yeah, dude. Huh? yeah. Oh, you know, like, dude, did you guys see that, that everybody was talking about how great Load was? What the fuck? Because what? Load turned 20 or something like that the, like, oh, the other day. Christ. I read like a review of it and I went back and I listened to a couple tracks and I was like, no, it's still just as bad as I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible album, dude. There's like maybe one or two good tracks on the whole thing and the rest is just like bullshit. Yeah. Um,. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, that's the one thing I was going to say is um, when I first listened to the record, mm-hmm. uh, I just got this slight, slight like uh, metalcore-esque feel from it. I huh. think that's what initially drew me off. Like, I'm like, eh, I don't like it. No. Like yeah. yeah. I. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I didn't, I didn't get that, but it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means I didn't hear it. Yeah. No, I mean... It's you know not I mean? that it's prominent in it. It's a fucking thrash metal record, but yeah. I I don't know. There's something about it that I heard. Sure, man. You want to know the weird thing is, and I probably won't get a lot of support on this one, is that sometimes the singing reminded me of Hanzi with the harmonies. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, a- dude. Yes. <laughs> is that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I was like, I'm, what was the band called? Is, was it? Blind Guardian. No, not Blind oh. Guardian. Uh, it was when they Demons came and together. Wizards. Yes. Yes. Him yes. and John Schaefer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, yes. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not getting pushed. Cause, dude, no. I was listening to it and I was like, but it felt like a more appropriate Hanzi. It no, was like if Hanzi had some like restraint. No, and that's what it sounded like. I'm I'm trying to remember the exact song, but um, there's a I think there was an Ice Earth song or two that had that kind of quality quality of harmony in the vocals. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, to review it or to rate it. Sorry. Sure. I'm kind of torn here. Between, I want to, I like, I want to give it a five, but I can't. I mean, then don't. It's just the first three songs that about bothering me. I'm gonna say four point five. Sure. Just gonna give it four point five as well. I'm gonna give it a four point eight. You and this fucking non point half point system driving me nuts, bro. Well, I think it was gonna. It would be a five, also, if not for those first three songs. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, like I mean, I could give it a four point seven and just knock off like a tenth of a point for each of those songs. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know. It, it feels like it should be a five. I listened to the album like three or four times. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was good. Um. Some songs are are really fantastic and hooky, and I just I feel like it should be as close to a five as possible. I think, like, yeah, it's just the first couple songs are just kind of weak for some reason. I I don't know why that is. So, okay. yeah. Uh, you, you want me to go or you want to go, Dino? Uh, I'll go. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm reviewing Catatonia's new album, The Fall of Hearts. It's their 10th studio release which i was kind of surprised because i think their last one was um dead end kings in 2012 yeah but i was i thought it was night is the new day is that not is that not the case did i get those two mixed up yeah i got it mixed up up. my bad yeah um no they've been doing a like a lot of touring and um like rehashing yeah and i it's honestly kind of bothered me 
with the last albums. I'm like, dude, just fucking release a new thing. Just do it. And so they finally did. And I love it. So fuck you guys. Drop the mic. I'm done. No. <laughs> no, the the one thing I wanted to say is the, what is it? The Dethroned and Uncrowned? Is the, yeah. Yeah. Um, they kind of did a live-esque version of those songs. Yeah. In Sanctitude. It's really well done. It's really well done. Weren't I enjoyed we, them more. Weren't we listening to that the other day? Like, or Dino, didn't you put something on? No, I. Oh, no, you did. Matt, yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That when was they really were awesome. doing. Um, uh, Last Friday. Evidence. Was that the song? Yeah, it was all. It was with the. the with the bongos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. Fucking amaze balls. I am the evidence. Um, so, the of course, this record is mostly written by. Jonas Rensk and Anders Nystrom. No way. Which is as it, I think as it should be. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, but I think a big part of that is that they had a, a couple lineup changes while making this record. And uh, it, I was sad to see that the um, original drummer that they had, Daniel uh, Lechvist, who's been with the band for 15 years, he left. What? So they have a new guy, Daniel uh, Molanen, um, who, I mean, I think he does a good job. He does a very good job. Yeah, I was I was satisfied with him. I, I actually almost didn't realize that they had they a new changed. drummer. <laughs> Dude, but, that's what I'm saying. But the, the one thing is, is so in the Great Cold Distance um, with the old drummer, I remember him having fucking just spot on. Like that, the drumming on that record is just so tastefully done. And I don't know if it's how much Jonas has to do with it and Anders, but like, I'm like listening to July. Yeah. Fucking great, man. Well, I know Jonas definitely, right. In fact, Jonas, I think even records some of the drums on this album, right? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, um, he did it on the, I know he did it on Dead End Kings. Like Jonas almost wrote all of Dead End Kings, I think. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I remember I remember them talking about that how he had taken a much more prominent role in this in the writing for that album than he had previously. Yeah, um, you know what's crazy actually is I was listening to the first October Tide record earlier today. Yeah, and um, there's a track on there. Oh God, the name is escaping me. Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. But there's a track on there that like I was listening to it and I went like, yeah, if like all the elements here is what sort of catatonia became except like much more refined you mm -hmm. can and obviously like that's a really really heavy record so there's mm -hmm. it's really just this one specific track um <clears throat> but yeah anyways i guess if i don't remember the name this is kind of like a <laughs> cool story bro moment but yeah uh, um uh, they also have a new guitar player roger o'harrison uh o'harrison who he he's with a Swedish power trio trio called uh, Kim Kimchatka, Ch Chasa Kimchatka. Okay, it's a Russian name, but anyway, I think he he brought a lot of the solos. To yeah, that. I was gonna say there's some little different about this. Record. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of people think that this record is more prog rock than anything. I'm not. I mean, I get it, but. I, I don't fully see that image. I just think, I mean, I think they're, 
so comfortable with their sound that they're yeah they're fine with just you know sort of manipulating it and doing whatever they want yeah whatever i mean they feel like i just want to say the the track i think is called sweetness dies from october tide just want to put a button on that one okay yeah no i mean the whole prog prog rock thing i mean i don't really see it either but they they do have those moments where it's yeah. like oh damn well, I do also want to bring to our attention that all three of us listen to like pretty proggy stuff. Yeah. And so what we consider to be prog is... Our, our perspective is skewed. Yeah, I yeah. think our perspective is skewed a, yeah. a little You're bit. You're right, I think. Yeah. Um, I also, like, I don't really consider it prog either, but... I could see, like in Saren, for example, yeah. yes. that track like has a lot of changes before it ever comes back. It has like four or five really long changes before it comes back to like something yeah. you've heard before. Um, so I could see why people would think that. <clears throat> I don't know, just yeah. devil's advocate. It was crazy to me listening to this album. I almost thought that they were borrowing lyrics from the past two albums <laughs> like yeah. i was listening to it i'm like god damn it, are they doing it again like are they just rehashing shit like what's going on here i don't know why i think i i may have had some sort of like ptsd listening to the the rehashing albums that they've done previously <laughs> i don't know it's like fuck god just give me a new release <laughs> but um i think that's to say it's very much in the vein of like newer catatonia sound. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, which I mean is fine with me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I I love it. Uh, and I I did get some older elements like from uh, Viva Viva Emptiness and Last for a Deal Gone. Yes, Down. there's like a there's like a couple moments where I'm like, yeah, okay, no, I like this. I was yeah. totally like as a callback almost. Totally, because I even said that to you in the car. I agree. Yeah, the new record kind of reminds me of the last fair deal a little bit. I, you know what? Honestly, I don't. I don't think I don't. I didn't get it, but it doesn't. Again, it doesn't mean it's it. not there. So I think that the songs that do it for me are uh, uh, Decima, yep. Shifts, and Pale Flag, which are yes, more like yes. guitar, guitar, like almost singer songwriter. Highly emotional. Yeah, very, very Pale emotional. Flag. Oh fuck, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, and it, they're just like they're approachable, and it's like it very comforting. Like a homey feeling, like yeah. it's something familiar. Like I'm just, like I'm coming back home. That's yeah. what they feel like to me. Yeah, and I'm just gonna cuddle in just my little cloud of depression. Is it weird that I <laughs> that when you say you want to cuddle, that I imagine you cuddling with Jonas? <laughs> like I said, he's like he's like this big guy. He just he's like, really tall. He just grab you Did, and hold I you. Didn't I tell you a cloud of depression? Yeah, <laughs> that's what Jonas is. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> He's, he sounds like really, really nice. He does vibe. sound really nice, but I, I think of, I think these songs come from a really real place inside no, of that band. That's why they're so fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, I, I did love, love the song Saren. Me yes. too. I actually and just recommended somebody listen to that song earlier today. Yeah. The whole, I mean, the whole, the, the intermingling of guitar and like keyboard melody. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, I think it is a keyboard. Yeah. I, I was trying to, I didn't know if it was. I mean, all. you can do anything with guitar Keyboards stuff now, and, but I think yeah. it is a keyboard because they've got that, they've got that uh, keyboard player. But yeah, I, I mean that song, when that song played, I was 
instantly hooked on the record. Oh yeah. And then uh, Old Heart Falls afterwards. Uh, I forget the vocal melody in there, but it just kept playing in my head. I'm like, get out of it. You get out. For every dream that is left behind. Yeah. Dude, I take, take a, a bow. A takeover for me. Like, I don't know why it didn't hook me the first time. And it didn't either for but me. But the second, like, I I fucking love it. There, There's a guitar chord change in there that is dark and fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, in it's playing in my head right now. I fucking, <laughs> I love it. It's been playing this whole podcast episode. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I really connected with this record due to fucking my emotional shit going on. Dude. I think we all, yeah. I don't Dude. know what it is. And Catatonia. So... Catatonia has always been that band to understand me when I am emotional. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Dude, if if anything happens to these guys, like we're <laughs> fucked. I know. Oh um, my god. But that, yeah, that's a testament to how good they are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's actually really ironic mm-hmm. because whenever I'm going through a space like this, mm-hmm. they release a record. And I know it's not like listening to them put me in that space because I was there long before it came, but their records helped me get out of it. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. Well, because you're putting yourself, you're voluntarily jumping in the depression machine and being like, <laughs> okay, I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I need then, to get out of here. <laughs> starting to prune up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you guys go, oh, we're going to be reviewing Death Angel. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm coming out of it now. Yeah. I, uh, I'll do the Death Angel. Yeah. 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 Dude. Okay, but. There's some shredder tracks on here, man. Oh like, yeah, the last track, Passer. Yes, dude. Oh god, fuck, dude. I was so surprised when I heard it. I was like, whoa, this is. Boy, this is just taking a fucking turn, man. <laughs> and it has to take a turn at the end of the album. Yeah, god damn it. They they ended. That's a so that's one thing. I, okay, so let's get back to Death Angel a second. That's how you see. This is how you begin and end albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta fucking start and end strong. No, and I, I, I'm, I. You give me a look like, yeah, you just shut the. No, I, I was reminded of fucking the. Sorry, this is gonna be like way, way segue. (laughs) Is the um Rick and Morty episode where he reads the book? Wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like. And he ends, up going, he ends up going like, you want me to rewind it three weeks earlier yeah, when you were no, alive? Yeah. <laughs> no, but basically it just reminded me of like, yes, it's, it, the beginning and end are very important. Yes. Everything in the middle are filler possibly, but I mean, uh, no, but you understand. Quick, you know what? Quick, interesting thing, which is that English speakers are more likely to remember the first and last bits of information and forget the stuff in the middle. That's and me. Because of the way our language is constructed. That's fucking bullshit. What language do I need to learn to remember everything? You know what? Honestly, I used to know and I don't remember anymore. It's probably in the middle of a class. Fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I was I was definitely hooked on the first tracks and the last tracks of this album for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the musicianship is great. I mean, you got your your standard formula of Anders and Jonas, and you can't fucking go wrong with that. I just love so, the way Jonas like is it alters his voice like the the to do the like the. Uh, like boat oh, yeah. runs. Yeah. You and I were talking about this. Yeah. He does these little, like little half step. Yeah. Oh, and it's just so good. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah. 
man his by the way i mean so this album came out for me at like the exact perfect moment (laughs) yes it was like when my emotional world fucking was destroyed so it was wonderful to jump into it and then it actually led me down memory lane and i went back to like the very first albums and went all the way back up to like to today there you go and um yeah so this was a fantastic release for me (laughs) Yeah, so I, I'll just go ahead and, and review it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five point seven out of six. Ooh. Oh damn. Yeah, that's higher than I expected to be honest with you. Oh shit. What do you give it? Five point five. That's exactly what I was gonna give it. Yeah. Five point five. Um, and I, I'll be honest, the last few of their releases, I'd probably say are right on par with that. I would too. Actually, I want to go so far as to say I really got into because of this album listening to Last uh Last Fair Day Gone Night and that yeah, is dude. as far as the live album goes, that is a 6 out of 6 album for me. That is a really enjoyable record. There's so much there's so much amazing shit on that record yep. from the old days and hearing the singing done so superbly like yep. he's grown into his voice and then they play Brave. Oh dude. And I was like Dude, and like I, I hadn't even looked at the track listing, like, cause I don't typically, I don't like live albums, so I don't listen to them typically. Yeah. So I didn't even look at the track listing; hadn't heard it before. I listened to it, and all of a sudden, Brave started playing, and I was like, "Is are they fucking playing Brave?" And sure enough, ah, oh, fuck, so awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna sound really shitty, but with that live record, the only thing I really didn't like was the fact that there was no segue between songs. So oh it yeah, feel you, like get, you didn't record. get you didn't get to hear the crowd. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was. But like I said earlier, Sanctitude, you get to hear him talking between songs, and you know he sounds just like Michael. Sounds he just sounds like, like Michael. Michael. It's so fucking weird. Well, I guess they're best friends. I know, but it's, it's literally they sound like they're twin brothers. No, it's true. Like uh, I think <laughs> one of you guys was playing it out here, and I went to the bathroom. I could hear it through the yeah. I could hear it through the door. Yeah. And with the door shut, it actually it was undifferentiable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I mean, I knew it wasn't Michael, but like, if you told me that you had been playing a live Opeth thing when I came out of the bathroom, yeah. I would have thought you were yeah. playing a live Opeth thing. But anyway, yeah, the the fall of hearts. I enjoyed it immensely. I did too, man. And the the title track for me was like was my jam for a minute there. Um. Okay, so I guess I should get onto the Gorgets train, huh? Yeah. Sure. By the way, representing wearing that shirt. Yeah, man, I wore the Gorgut shirt today. I don't get many opportunities to do that lately. Yeah. So I really wanted to go ahead and uh and take a moment and get to that. I love my Gorgut shirt. It's so well done. It makes me look like I'm fucking like built like a fucking brick house. Yeah. Because the way the oh G yeah the way the it is. comes down, yeah, it, it makes it look, look like I have a chest of a god. Dude, that's why I like my immortal shirt yeah. from the from the seven day to blasher. <clears throat> so current members are Luke LeMay, obviously. He's, what? Yeah, Luke LeMay. He's back? Okay. Yeah, like like if Luke LeMay, <laughs> if anything happens to Luke LeMay, Gorguts is no more. No. Um then you've got uh, Kevin Hoofnagel on guitar. What's the name of the record first? Oh, uh it's um Oh god, how do you pronounce it? Actually, this is a weird one for me to pronounce. Uh, I always thought of Pleiades? it as yeah. hold on. Pleiades dust. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pleiades. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. I don't know. That don't know. that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. I I I didn't know how to pronounce it exactly. Um. Hold on. I just want to. I just want to do the. 
the members real quick though. Then you've got uh, Colin Marston on bass, and you have Patrice Hamlin on drums, who is a really good drummer, uh, I think. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, give me a quick sec here, because I want to discuss the concept of this album. So this is a concept album. It's and, a one song. Yeah, it's one song. It's 33 minutes exactly, although the last like 10 seconds or so are just basically pure silence. Yeah. Um, so it is about the Dark Ages uh, after the fall of the Roman Empire, but it focuses on um, this institution uh, called the House of Wisdom, which was set up in Baghdad. And it sort of focuses on this place. Uh, um, like it's a place where... Uh, it was considered like a Muslim place, but Christian scholars also went there. Um, and they use, it's called like, uh, the Islamic golden age. And they used to uh, go there and I guess like house knowledge essentially. Okay. Um, and so this place spawned advances in like astronomy, mathematics, medicine, um, geography, uh, cartography, you know, just a bunch of stuff. Um, but it was sacked uh, by the Mongols and destroyed, and a lot of the manuscripts uh, were lost, and uh, a lot of people were killed. And it took um, took Baghdad a long time to recover from that. Have you ever? Do you know anything about the history of that? Do you? Because I don't. So if if anyone is listening to this, uh, you got to check out Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. He does. Um, uh, wrath of the cons it's mm -hmm. like a four-part thing and they're each three hours each and he goes to the mongols and this i mean the whole fucking thing is brutal as shit mongols are fucked up i think even on the way to baghdad they've they killed enough people that while travelers were traveling through the desert they thought they saw mountains in the distance and it was bones of bodies stacked Damn. that's how many fucking people they killed Fuck. so uh, when they when they sacked Baghdad, they they destroyed all of the the libraries and and dumped all the books into the river enough so that it turned black with the ink of books. And I mean to to say some people say that Baghdad still hasn't recovered from this because if if they still had their libraries and their education systems. And all their advances that the Mongols didn't screw up. Think of where they would be now, right? There's a lot of times in in our history of man that these come up where somebody just totally fucks up everything. Well, I feel like in that region, it's been a pattern. Like it keeps happening, yeah. right? And you look at ISIS going in and destroying, doing the same thing, basically. I yeah, mean, not, not piling up bones that high right. and killing that many people. But history... Yeah, but destroying the history exactly and like landmarks and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it's terrible. Well, it's like the the Library of Alexandria. Mm -hmm. That's another one too, right? That burned down. There was yeah, it's like all yeah. this irrecoverable information essentially. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's a fucking travesty, dude. Yeah, humanity's fucked <laughs> and fucked up. <laughs> well, but you know, I gotta, I gotta say, all this information definitely. I think the sound of this album captures that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like this is this is maybe one of the most brutal lessons like ever. <laughs> I think in some ways. Yeah, I, um, I, it was so brutal. I don't know if I if I could actually enjoy it yet. I have to be honest. This was another album that came out at like the perfect time. 
because after going through just feeling like shit mm-hmm. for like weeks yeah then it was like i got to like have this album where i could just pour all of my like upsetness into and also like my dis- the disorganizing qualities of being like depressed yeah mm-hmm. like it was sort of like this disharmonic like destructive thing that i get to like sit inside of for a while so i listened to it over and over again like for a couple days um and so the opening is i mean very typical gorguts probably more recent gorguts not like the early stuff probably more closer like close to uh from wisdom to hate style uh gorguts or maybe even some elements of obscura but um I would say you're probably not going to get too much that you can latch onto until about five minutes in. Uh, yeah. If you enjoy disharmony and, um, and like chaos, I mean, those first five minutes are going to be fantastic. If you're, if you're not one of those people, I mean, well, you probably shouldn't listen to a Gorguts record. Yeah. Honestly. Um, maybe not any of them, maybe the first one. Yeah. 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 Um, which, you know, just to be realistic. So at about five minutes, this technical groove breaks in and it goes into this really fucking sweet, really gloomy Dude, sort of. so gloomy. Oh, so sad. So gloomy and just, well, actually sad is the wrong word. Yeah. It was glo- gloomy is the right word. It was gloomy and um, depressing is also the wrong word. I, I, it, it was uh, hopeless. <laughs> no, you know what it made me? Yeah. It yeah. made me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. By the way, there are some moments in, uh, I don't know if I wrote it down. Oh, okay. I can't, I, I'm not sure where it is, but there's actually a moment where they do something. They either play an instrument that's not a guitar or they do something with their guitar and it literally sounds like flies are buzzing around you, but not in the way that like Bloodbath like uh, does it on their uh, Resurrection Through Carnage record with like the the trills yeah, yeah. that are side by, like, like right next to each other. No, I, I get it. And all tinny. It's like, they did something where it just sounds like flies. The melody is flies. And it was, it was like, I'm listening to death right now. Yeah. This is, and so it's not like their, their obscure record where they do that. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Oh no, no. You wouldn't, you wouldn't compare it to obscure at all. Um, I mean, just some of the, some of the, uh, this hard, I think this record is more like from wisdom to hate. I think if I was going to pick something out, then mm-hmm. maybe any of the preceding records. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't think I've ever listened to from wisdom to hate. It's good. I'll I'll lend it to you. I've got it. Or you could just play on Spotify. I think it's on Spotify. I don't. I don't believe. Um, no, it is. I'm looking at it right now. So, but anyways, uh, and then it just you know the the thing about this album is that it's actually. This is actually kind of a prog prog record. Like it's not typical all over the place no, noodles everywhere, but you nothing there's nothing called back. Like you no. don't you don't get to a no. point in this record where you go, "Oh, this riff again." Doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. No, you are moving throughout a piece of music that is 33 minutes long. Do not expect a chorus, do not expect a triumphant crimson or Crimson 2 sort of callback, it's not going to happen. It's going to be violence 
and gloom and hopelessness and discomfort. Oh and yeah. It reminds me of the Lion's Daughter record yeah, where it's just like embodies violence. Yeah, it's like if the Lion's Daughter didn't want yeah. to didn't want to write uh, a song with a chorus and it just kept going and then yeah. but they were like but I've I say that with the caveat that like like Luke LeMay I think is capable of doing things in a way that I don't know that anybody else has the experience to do them. It's yeah. He's a more accomplished musician. Yeah. I think I, yeah. And that, yeah, that, I mean, when we went to see death, uh, was it uh, death to all death to all? That yeah. was the first one. I wasn't there. No, but he was there. He was there. And I, that's when I just handed him a $20 bill. I'm like, you are, you are not paid enough to do this because nobody, like nobody was appreciating the music. Well, and you know, the thing is, dude, is it's like, he's in my mind when I think of Luke LeMay, like I, I, you know, there are a lot of musicians who are really great at their craft, but like you could probably like a, have other musicians approach it and like, you know, and really get inside of it or maybe even write in a similar style. Yeah. And I feel like maybe Lion's Daughter sort of doing that. I, I think that they're probably influenced by Gorguts and, and Oh yeah. And, I yeah, think but, in a big way. But um, in terms of like actual ability and like, I don't know that Luke LeMay is somebody that you can touch. Like he feels to me like he's in like this like place all by himself and people are like near him. Yeah. But like nobody's with him. That's kind of okay. my, that's kind of the way I feel about him. I don't know if that's how you feel about him. But no, no. I mean, he, he's amazing to me. Like I, I can't even comprehend. Like how did you even put the thought forward to, make that sound like the way it does yeah i mean it's yeah i <laughs> it's, like, it's 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 uh yeah it's like you know i don't even know how he's how he's doing some of the stuff that he's doing here like there's parts of the album where i'm like how are there this many notes happening right now right yeah and they're all just they're all different notes and it's all, such disharmony that it's just like Oh my God, I'm kind of like... But create something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really uncomfortable. And that's the thing is he's making you feel what he's talking about. And I think there's something really impressive about that. It is legitimate. I mean, all music is art, but this is like... Oh yeah. Making a statement. Yeah. it's This is legitimately a piece of art. This isn't like a cash grab. And right. any, any by I mean not saying that death metal is but like <laughs> but I mean this guts. is this yeah. is as far away from that I think as you could possibly get yeah yeah um so <clears throat> so anyways again about ten minutes in another really gloomy breakdown happens the distorted guitars start to fade away and then all of a sudden they just barrel right back in and this super fucking quick like disharmonic thing uh, with like. Lots of like the drumming, by the way, is very impressive on this record. Mm-hmm. He's like all over the fucking place. He's very difficult to tie down. Um, he's going crazy. Then about 11 minutes in, all of a sudden it fades into like this jazz breakdown, uh, which I is, think that, yeah. I think I li- really like that part. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's killer. That's the thing is it's like this little jazzy break. But that's the thing is, when I was every every time I went to write a note, I'd be like, "Oh, at, at this time, this thing happens," and then like literally though, like it's moving so quickly that like within thirty to sixty seconds, he's already somewhere else. Yeah, like jazzy break, thirty seconds, bam, kicking your ass again. And yeah. like this record is fucking insane. Yeah. Um. 
Then, you know, I don't want to just like do this, but I guess I'm going to do this. So about 14 minutes in, uh, all of a sudden it gets real groovy. Um, it gets really, really foreboding and it gets like really heavy. And it's actually, I think a bit less uh, disharmonic there. And it's a little bit, it's, I mean, it's a little bit more riffy. I wouldn't actually call it riffy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, like everything at, at, at some point, everything becomes relative with this album. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, then about, um, my next note is actually a lot later, 21 minutes in, I wrote, I'm driven back into darkness, slow, sludgy, and more disharmony. The whole record is basically like you're, you're just trapped in like violence and despair. Yeah. Um, I totally, totally felt it. Dude, at 24 minutes though, classic, classic Gorguts at 24 minutes. Okay. I was reminded of some of the early stuff. The riffs were crazy. They were technical. Um, there was like, it was multi-layered, just sort of like the old days. Maybe this is actually part of the more what I was thinking of, like when I mentioned Obscura. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another really great solo section toward the end at about 29 minutes. And I wrote a great solo section done only as Gorguts can, which yeah. I think means like it is creepy and technical and and you're like, who thinks of this yeah um yeah so i thought that that was i mean that's really i think all that i all that i have on this album i thought it was it was perfect for being in a bad headspace for me because it was like it was like something that i could like reflect myself into and then sort of like get rid of some things and, yeah. and then forget about them. I I thought back to when we were talking about Catatonia's Brave Murder Day the other day. Uh-huh. And how you made a comment on that's that's a very, like, brave... I think you said brave album. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of, of guts to be able to write a song like that because, you know, there's not many changes... It's just kind of straightforward yeah. and you're sort of creating a, a vibe from doing that in itself, you know, straightforward drums for four, nothing technical or crazy about it. Yeah. This is like brave, but on the other end of the spectrum. Oh yes. Like not attainable and hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be in a certain headspace, I think to like really get into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's gutsy. It's gore gutsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Some might call it gore gutsy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't really latch on to it right away. I, I gave it I plenty of listens. I think you listens. can't. No, like, and that's it's, the thing. It's it is so hard. No, it's yeah. It, I don't think it. It's not one of those one of those albums where I think you'd be like, oh, dude, like the the chorus on that song is sick yeah i know no and so when you're describing like sections like i fucked that the whole album that sounds like the whole album to me yeah um but that's a, that's the other thing is there's not a section i can immediately latch on to so it the whole album for for like the 10 lessons i gave it it was all unfamiliar and it just it it just added to the feel of that record 
Yeah, you know, dude, for me, I almost felt like taking the notes is what started to like help me latch on to things. I, maybe I gotta do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just remember there was that there was a clean the cleaner part kind of in the middle or uh-huh. beginning. It. I can't remember where it is, but I just remember as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh yeah, fucking. Dig I, it. I think we all did that. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, very was impressed with it. Um, but it was actually really funny. I was at work listening to it, and um. And I'm out at, at at Deer Park and I'm just walking, right? And music's in my ear. And it's very, very, very uncomfortable. And I see a deer. Yeah. And it, it's got it's got its antlers growing. But it looks it's looking at me and just the the how discomforting the music was. Yeah. I thought the deer was gonna charge at me. Not normally yeah, do I think it, that. Yeah, because it puts you in that state, It put right? me in that state. I'm like, I'm going to die right now. <laughs> I'm grabbing my hammer from my tool belt, like going, and I'm turning around so the 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 nail pulling end is facing like the deer. I'm like, you're ready to defend yourself, man. In town yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry for some it's, venison. It's you or the deer, right? No, right. Yeah. It, but it put me in that mood. Yeah. Not normally do I ever think that way when, when hanging out at work. Yeah, man. It's crazy. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I mean, you were you were afraid for your life for a moment. <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> like, that's fucking was. crazy, dude. Yeah. yeah. And he was just fucking eating his damn He's grass. just trying to fucking live. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you right now. <laughs> so what you're saying is if, if, you're, if you're a hunter, this is excellent music I, for you. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like you said, it's, there's something a little off about it, but it's like, it, it's just emotionally off-putting. There's nothing wrong. I love the Oh, record. yeah, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable to no, me, No, yeah, man. there's... Yeah, no, it's... No, it's... It is. It's emotionally difficult. Yeah. Like, there's something about it that is, I think, like, it will impact you yes. as you listen to it. Yes. If you're able to... to if, you're, if you're able to get in with this kind of music, it will impact you. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. I think you almost have to be familiar with the style to enjoy this record at all. I completely agree with that statement. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because me l- listening to previously Colored Sands before I listened to this one, yeah, different world. It's different world. But I understand it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I think from yeah, I I loved Colored Sands yeah, a me too. lot. Like that was somewhat attainable. Like that was you know there were almost somewhat of a typical song structure for several songs on that album. So yeah, I think that's what I was hoping and thinking with this album. Yeah, no, totally. Oh yeah. Fucking dead wrong. So should I, should I give it a score? Sure. Get it. 5.5. Okay. 5.5 as well. Wow. I was not expecting that. No, was I. I mean, like you seem to say nice things, but something, something. I felt like I was going to be an outlier. No, I mean, I, I appreciate it for what it is. Like, I'm. That's the thing is, like, I, I appreciate it for its art way too much. Even though I can't like latch onto it, I can't hate it though. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five because I'm just not it's fucking respectable. Five yeah, no, respectable. D- totally. It's, I, but I, there's just something about it just so uncomfortable. <laughs> I no, dude. It is. Ask man. me. Ask me again in a couple of weeks. I'm that. That may totally change. I don't know. 
I mean, if it's if 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 you're anything like me, dude, you basically need to like feel like emotionally fractured and then give it a listen. Yeah, and then maybe. you'll be like, yeah, this fucking makes sense, dude. It's but, just yeah, yeah. No, and it's and it's really interesting because again, listening to this record, you almost think that there's something has to be wrong with the person writing it. You know what I mean? But you meet Luke, and he's totally he's a fucking nice, guy. nice, dude. He's so, so nice. he's so cool, yeah, so humble. Like, I'm like, you're damn. like, dude, I want to be his friend. Well, you like, know why, right? It's probably because he has this outlet. Is probably. Why, yeah, you know? I agree. Would be yeah. my guess. He's a to- Yeah, he's a totally cool guy. I think he's super smart, too, actually. I think he's like a really intelligent guy. Yeah, I mean, he writes like orchestra parts. Yeah. So he can yeah. do that. He did he that. He has that skill. Yeah, he did that on Colored Sands. Sands. Yeah. Didn't he actually do that a lot earlier in his life, fucking too? Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I th- he went to school for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, that was my favorite part on Colored Sands for the longest time. Yeah, I love that. That song is fantastic. That's the thing. He he did talk about in an interview about doing more of that, and I thought that he was going to have a lot of it in this record, but he didn't. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Next. This time. is an EP, by the way, so you know he's got time to <laughs> write a full length album. Even though, I mean, 33 minutes, that's fucking pretty good. Wait, hold on. Could you take a full hour of that music? Dude, that's brutal. No, I'm asking. I'm being serious. Did he make it only 33 minutes because he just wanted to keep your attention enough? Can I tell you something? I I I ended the record that on my like my first either my first or second lesson. I ended the record and then I started playing it again, listened to it from start to finish again. Okay. Interesting. No, I'm serious. I listened to this record like four or five times in like a 48 hour period. Okay. Um, I mean, I was preparing for this, but there was also some. The first listen was like, "Holy fuck, this is so aggressive," and then the second listen was like, "I'm inside of it." And then <laughs> it's inside me. It's inside me. And then the third listen was like, "Oh, I remember this section." And then the fourth session session was like, "Wait, what?" This this isn't the song. It was I was like discovering things yeah. by the fourth by the fourth. And I have a feeling that's what's gonna happen for any listener. As every every playthrough, you're gonna go, okay. It's so fucking dense. Yeah, and every sense of that word, it's dense. Well, knowing the backstory a little bit, I'm totally interested to look look into that history stuff. Yeah, we'll have to listen to that. What was that podcast again? Do you know? Hardcore history. Yeah, Dan we'll have Carlin. to check that out. It's fucking good, dude. Yeah. Learned a lot. Mongols are metal as shit. Bone Mountain. <laughs> Bone Mountain. But maybe in the worst way, metal. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, they destroyed history and killed a lot of people. I mean, that's real life. It's not Metalocalypse. You know? Dude, they fucking dammed up a river with bodies. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? fucking serious. <laughs> Holy because, fuck. Because not only did it dam up the river and stop the water source, the water source that went through to the city was contaminated with dead bodies. Oh shit! Oh my god! Two dude. birds with one stone. Is that cholera? Isn't that what does that? It's cholera's when cholera there's like fecal dead... matter. Oh, is it fecal matter? Well, you can get fecal matter from decaying bodies. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Fuck, dude. We live in such a fantastic time and place. I know. And people think fucking war these days is brutal. It is, but come on, man. We actually, you know, what's what's weird is we have a lot of war, but this is the most peaceful time in history. 
Hopefully it continues to, to go that way. It'd be nice to live in a Star Trekian, you know, utopian version of that. One can dream. Where there's no money and no war. That would be pretty awesome. Although in Star Trek there's war, but it's but it's between other people, not not the humans. Yeah. We just get in the way, man. <laughs> we just want to know your culture. <laughs> get to know you. We want peace. We want peace. We just want to live long and prosper. That's all we want. That's it. That's it. Isn't that the Vulcans? Yeah. Yeah, that is the Vulcans. I'm glad that, yeah, there we go. Someone's paying attention. Yeah. I was wondering if anybody was going to correct me. Um, Except for Voyager and Voyager. They're like, just please, we just want to get back home. <laughs> We're <laughs> yeah. lost. It's going to take us 50 years to get somewhere where we can do that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. All right. Um, With that, that said. Is that it? I think so. This is Martin this signing is Matt, off. And this is Dino. Oh, you know what? I'm fucking up. You can write us at metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. You can also follow us at metalurgyofficial at facebook.com or metalurgycultkvlt on Instagram, which Dino does a great job of keeping up. Yeah, I hope so. I've seen better. Give comments, please. Yeah, give comments. And by the way... um. We're listening to your bands, you guys that are following us, and there's a few of you guys out there that are pretty sweet. So um, keep it up, and if you guys want us to play any of your stuff, uh, please send us some material. We would be interested in doing that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is actually Martin signing off. This is Matt. Dino. Bye.